witnessing a survivor speak. I done messed around and went viral right from my driver's seat. Just like what the industry was containing. I'd rather make a difference instead of hating, complaining. So let me park the whip. It don't matter, rapper or model, chick, singer or comedian. Hold on. <laughs> I knew I. <laughs> my website that had your web that that had your. There we go. There we go. It just popped back up. <laughs> just popped back up, everybody. Give me a minute. Give me a minute, everybody. That's why we try to set all this good stuff up beforehand. So give me a minute. Here we go. I go inside the beat. Take a little sip, then I vision how I'ma ride the beat. Let the vocals out, now you witnessing a survivor speak. I done messed around and went viral right from my driver's seat. Just like what the industry was containing. I'd rather make a difference instead of hating, complaining. So let me park the whip, it don't matter, rapper or model chick, singer or comedian, perfect. Let's park in politics. Hey, let's park in politics. Welcome to the pullover, let's park in politics. This the pullover, let's park in politics. I say this the pullover, let's park in politics. Parking and politicking tonight. You know what's up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lockout Men Podcast Show, where we park in politics with everybody. All our guests that comes on and just chop it up with us tonight. I am your humble host, Lockout Men. And in today's guests, we have a young lady from A1 CDL Academy. <laughs> Golly. That's what's up. So what's going on with you? Introduce yourself to everybody, Miss Candice. Hi, I'm Candice Anderson, and I am the owner of A1 CDL Academy. All right, all right. So A1 CDL Academy. When did you when did you actually start the school? Um, we started working on getting a school open in June of last year, 2020. Was that kind of was that kind of hard to do during during the corona situation? It was hard. I mean, especially because a lot of the schools in Indiana, like nobody's gonna tell you how to do it. So then going back and forth with people being out of the offices and connecting with the right people. So it was time consuming. Uh, sounds like a like a handful. All right, so let's uh, get a little bit of background about yourself. Where Where are you from, and how was your you know how was the upbringing and all that good stuff? I'm from Iowa. I'm from the Quad Cities. Um, so I'm the baby of four kids. Wait, 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 wait. You're from Iowa. Yeah. The school is in Indiana. Yeah. So are you still in Iowa? No, my family's there. Oh, okay, okay. Continue, continue. Yeah. Um. So I've always liked traveling, like my mom. So like I always felt like when you get on the highway, it just gives you a peace of mind. And I've always seen like the big trucks on the highway. And you know how I was a kid, everybody like blow your horn. So that's always fascinated me. So when I was in high school, they asked me, like, what did I want to do? And I was like, I want to drive trucks. <laughs> so uh, I was, yeah. You didn't have no aspiration of being a, a hairstylist, a, a nurse, or anything like that. You just wanted to drive a truck. Well, my plan was to get in early and drive trucks so i was going to retire <laughs> it was retired early <laughs> okay 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 get in get in get your money and get out now it's yeah. kind of, now you know a lot of a lot of people says that now you know you know i want to get in get my money and get out but it's kind of hard for people that's you know they got like responsibilities you know so kind of hard to get in, get that money, and get out, unless you don't have no responsibilities. Uh, 
back in uh back in 20 i mean 20 2004 you came out of high school and got your class b why you yeah. just why you just didn't go all the way with your class a well, because I was only, uh, you had to get your class A's when you are 21. So I wasn't 21, so I couldn't get my class A's at the time. But the rules have changed now where they're allowing 18-year-olds to actually get their class A's. Okay, okay, okay. So, so you, so 2004, you've been a commercial driver? Yeah. Get out of here. So with your class B, what, what, what type of... What type of equipment you drove and where you, you know, where you worked at to utilize your class B? Um, I drove box trucks. Um, I wanted to do the dump trucks, but I really didn't get into that then. So I was looking at work for NDOT where, you know, you do the snow plows uh, in the wintertime and, you know, they cut the grass during the summer. Then they also um, do that. But I was also looking at, you know, starting my own thing, you know, but I wanted when I went to school and I seen the people there, I looked into it, like getting like opening a school. But I didn't know too much about it back then. This is like 2004. So that's a that's a pretty about a pretty good length of go. So you got what was school like back then when you got your class B? Um, it was actually fun because it was for the class B. It was only like two weeks, and uh, they taught us how to drive the manual back then. Um, we had to do the serpentine as far as the road test. I mean, the backing. So that has changed. Serp um, serpentine. Break yes. that down. Break that down for us, right quick. The serpentine is where they wanted you to like back like a snake in between the cones, so you make like an S, but you're doing it backing. Oh, okay, but this wait, this is in a this this is in like a straight truck, right? Yes, but you also had to do it in a combination vehicle. It was part of Indiana's requirements back then. For your class B? For your class B and class A at the time. Yeah. Okay, so you 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 did it in a what? Um, I did it in my box truck, but the way my school told us to do it was to take the point as a pull-up instead of hitting a cone and then having to redo it again. So we drive up, take the point, pull up, then you back through. So we basically did like an edge through the cones. Okay. It's, it's more, like I said, it's more like, yeah. like this and then y'all pull, you know, and pull up. Was yeah. That, was that, well, for me, I, I don't think that would have been difficult for me in a box truck, but I think it would have probably been difficult in a combination vehicle, though. Yes, I've seen plenty of people back then that failed because of that, but that's probably why they end up changing the rules and taking it out of the state test. I would imagine so. Trying to trying to do is, I mean, I, I mean, I, I could probably do it now. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, I could probably do it now, but like. You know, like brand new in the game. I, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have been able to snake a combination vehicle. I mean, if I would have, you know, my my training when I went, you know, they gave us like a Zoom time, so I was going for class A. So, but I think if 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 people if they're not rushed or anything, if they was like, you know, if they was like patience, because. Mm -hmm. when when you go for your driver, when you go for the driving test, there's no patience. They, no. they they want to get you in, get you around the block, and then you know get you out. Is that like is is that like that in Indiana? Yeah, it's pretty much like that. They don't say it, but you know, you be you can kind of feel it. Yeah, I I, I felt that a lot when I was in Ohio. Cleveland. So what you waiting on, sir? Waiting on the traffic to die down? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I, I I get it. Okay. That yeah, that's 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 how they was. So yeah. but this this is in Indiana that they changed, but you got yours, you got your license back up in Iowa. No, I'm from there. 
I'm from oh. Iowa. That's what I was born at. No, my license and stuff are all from Indiana. Oh. Um, so, yeah, I went back in 2013 to the same school because I liked them to get my class A's. And I was like, okay. Did you did you have to pay extra for your for your class A because they my school made us pay extra for our class B? Well, yeah, but see, the thing is, I actually went through work one, and they actually paid for my training and for my test. So that way, I wasn't under any contract with any uh, carrier or anything, and I didn't have to come out of pocket. So that gave me a lot of leverage. Now this is in, this is in Indiana. So tell us, uh, tell us, Candice. You know, now that you you know you you have your own you have your own school system, but tell us and tell the people out there that they there are ways to getting your CDLs without going to a major carrier school or without even coming out of the pocket. Tell tell the people some type you know some ways that they can do that. Well, the uh, federal government actually gives money to the unemployment office, Work One. They have like next level grants that they can go for. They have a dislocated worker grants where if you're unemployed or underemployed, you can go to Work One and you could tell them that you want some type of training because they offer to pay for in demand trade. So if you wanted to be a CNA, uh, get your CDLs they offer to pay for the programs. So you just have to go through them. They might have you take a couple workshops. I think I had to take like a basic math test. And then you tell them, they're like, okay, they'll bring you in for an interview. You tell them what school you want to go to. And they'll look for the schools because they have a list that is on their eligible training providers list. And then you can pick the school. And then they'll send it over to the, the money over to the school. Okay. Now, this this was a this was an unemployment program for you. So what you was doing before you, you know, what what you was doing before you got your CDL? Um, before I went and got my A's, um, I've been working. Um, I did warehouse. Um, I worked lift driver. Um, I worked at CNA. Um, so. I really wanted my A's because I knew it was more opportunities for it offered more opportunities for me and my children. So, okay. and a lot of people uh, thought you had to go over the road, but you don't have to go over the road to, with your class A's. So now that you now, now that you got your class A, uh, and now you now you the truck driver. How how did you feel when you when when you got behind the wheel of a you know of a big truck? What was your what what was your first load was like? Um, it wasn't that bad. I think um first you're nervous for one because you're like, okay, this is real, here we go. And you have to just remember all the training that you got. Like my first time backing, I can still remember my trainer saying, which way do you want the trailer to go? So <laughs> That was my thing. Which way do I want the trailer to go? I still to this day, whenever I back, I still hear that voice in my head. Which way I want the trailer to go? You turn left, and if you want the trailer to go left, you turn right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's 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 how my trainer. Well, that's that's how my CDL trainer trained me when uh when I was going to school. He always told us, if you ever want the trailer to go right, you go left, and if you want the mm-hmm. You go left, you go right, and and it just this it sticks with me to this very day. You know, I I a lot of stuff that I still learned in school, I actually use it, even though they don't, even though they don't train you for everything. Out. Mm-hmm. So now that you now that you you know you got your CDL, you you drove for a company. What was what was your first company experience like? Um, my first company experience, it was, it was good, you know, from what my point because I didn't know any other company. Um, I had great dispatchers. Um, the load, the loads were fine. Like they told me, like to make sure, like the weight of the load, make sure how to scale it, make sure that I wasn't overloaded because a lot of times 
they'll say the load is one thing, but when you get there, it's something completely different. So was you what 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 company you uh what was your first company and did you had of course you had to go out with a trainer so what was your experience like with with the trainer well i'm not gonna put the company out there but uh <laughs> the going out with the trainer um trainers each want you to do things they're very specific some are very anal about how they want things done and if I'm doing the same thing that you told me, but I'm doing it in my way, you know, they're like, no, you have to do exactly this way. But I'm thinking I am. It's just this is how I remember it. It's better for me this way. So, so yeah. how, how, how many trainers you went through? Um, I had a lot of trainers <laughs> at different companies. <laughs> So you you had to find you you had to find the one that you actually mesh with pretty much. You know, actually that's the truth, but I've taken from all my experience, all the trainers that I've I've encountered with, and I'm still friends with a lot of trainers. I take a little bit from each of them because they each offer something different and their perspective are different on how they train and why they train that way. And like a lot of them had a lot more experience, like years driving. So it was like meshing the old with the new. So just take a little bit of this, what applies, what I can take, I'll take from that. And you just know, make it. You know what, D Nitty, that's welcome to the Lockout Nitty Podcast show, everybody. Make sure you hit that like button. D Nitty has a statement, he's a trainer himself. He says super drama trip. He says super drama trip. I'm on. Oh, that must be something going on with you, bro. We probably might have to talk about that later. But he says lockout. What's up? He says some trainers shouldn't be trainers. Do you agree with that statement? I do because some people are actually drivers and not trainers. Like I have a student. He's told me he's like I can explain this to you. He said, but I can't tell you how I did it. Like, but I'm a, I'm a, I can't be a trainer. And I'm like, well, at least you know that. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So graduate out of high school. You got your CDL class B. But uh, but here you started a business uh, in tax preparation. What, yeah. what, made you, what made you go? What made you go that route? And was you still driving at that time? No, I wasn't driving at that time. Um, I went through a divorce. Um, and my husband, you know, when it came to driving, he really didn't like the fact that I was driving. So I, I wanted to to tax preparation because um, I would see how people would get charged like these exuberant fees. I'm thinking, you paid that much for what? Like to me, it didn't make sense. I felt like people are getting raped by the tax person. <laughs> then oh, it's something you, that was so simple. Do you still do that? Tax preparation? Um, I've actually, this year, I'm not doing it anymore. It's just, uh, it's a headache. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about tax preparation. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I have a, I have a tax accountant, but what do you guys like? I mean, what do you guys do to maximize more money for me? In other words, what do it mean by tax credit and all that other lingo that that me truck driver don't know nothing about we look at all the deductions and stuff that you can actually claim especially with the new law changes like they've taken out so many things like that used to be able to claim as a credit so we want to make sure that we find the best for you that's going to work legally for you because some people do some stuff that's illegal I now how would you how would you do a a person that's doing up or let me, you know what i got i got a better question um what suggestion would you give for anybody that's a 1099 driver keep your receipts <laughs> that's that's all what what type what type of receipts are we talking about here anything that you have to pay out of pocket to operate 
So like your fuel receipts, you want to keep uh, maintenance receipts. Uh, if you have to wear uniforms, you have to provide for those. If you have to get those cleaned, you want to keep your receipts because that's deductible. Um, like if your cell phone, if you have to make business calls or call in a dispatch, a portion of that can be deducted. All right. So, what would you what would you suggest for a 1099 driver to save as far as as far as him getting his paycheck or his pay settlements every week? What was what would you suggest? Uh, what would you suggest they save out of that for you know tax purposes? Well, they need to calculate the taxes that they have to pay. Um, so I would take whatever you're getting out of your settlement and sometimes put a little bit too much over. So that way you're not owing at the end of the year too much. All right, because a lot of a lot of these drivers, especially 1099 drivers, don't know that per se unless they have help from a tax consultant. Am I right? Correct. Because they're actually being taxed at a higher rate because they're not paying into Social Security like an employer would be paying half. So they have to pay the whole 15.3% versus having to pay half of that if they were actually under W-2. So they have to pay that plus uh, FICA. So they're actually being taxed at a higher rate. All right. So let's say they net pay or their gross pay is $2,000 out of the $2,000 after, you know, expenses for the truck fuel and all that other good stuff. Let's say it's about 1300. Okay. Out of that 1300, what should they take out for taxes money wise in your opinion? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think about the state. So I didn't lose the audio. Huh? Oh, okay. okay. You must be free. Okay. You're trying to figure it out. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I would set aside. I would take thirty percent of that. Set aside. I'm sorry. What 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 was the percentage again, and how much? Thirty. Thirty percent. So, thirty mm percent -hmm. of thirteen hundred is what my mind is turned off. So what's that? What three hundred? Three hundred. Yeah, about three hundred. About three hundred. All right. D Nitty D Nitty came back and says that any money you spend out of state can be claimed as well, right? Yeah, you keep your receipts because that goes into so where you live at one state and then anything that comes from another state, especially your fuel tax. That's a totally different ball game when it comes to the if the fuel tax agreement because each state is different. So you definitely want to keep your seats regarding that. All right. All right. So uh how long how long was it uh how long was it before you continued doing tracks preparation before you started working with the Brown Company? Oh, you know who the Brown Company is. I just don't want to say them. Brown Company. They're one of the one of the major carriers. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Brown. <laughs> uh you was uh you was promoted uh three times uh within uh within a couple of years uh what was what was your experience like uh in that uh within a couple of years of uh becoming a ft supervisor and a driver trainer um it was good i mean my managers and stuff they were very direct um i told them what i wanted to do and they said okay and they gave me a blueprint of what I need to do to get there. So everything I did, I earned. Okay. That was well, how many how, how many companies that you that you driven for uh, before be, before you decide to open up your own school? And do you still and do you still drive for a company? Um, I drive for fun. Um, I've worked for 
three companies. Okay, okay. Driving. Okay. So throughout the throughout the three companies that you worked for, what was what was probably your best experience? Um, my best experience, um, I'd say at the Brown Company. Like I really, I really like that company. Um, I've met so many different people who are very helpful. Um, just with their years of experience and their knowledge, you know, if I ever had an issue, like they're willing to help, um, just the regular drivers, these aren't even just the trainers. So, um, I really like them. Like they, I still have a lot of friends there. All right. All right. About, uh, what, what, what was, what was probably the worst experience that you have as, as a female driver? The worst experience I have as a female driver is the overall fact that I am a female and then that I'm black. Uh, a lot of people don't like that. They un they underestimate me, especially when they see me getting out of a 72 foot truck because I drive doubles. Um, you've gotten people when you go to like different rest areas and stuff like that is you have to be very cautious of your surroundings being a woman out here because it's i'm not gonna say it's bad but you know the world is what it is so you do get some creepy people that you encounter what was some of the what was some of the iffiest uh truck stops that or rest areas that you encountered um on the east coast i've encountered some weird ones because they have some stops that it's just like um it's not like a regular trip stop it's like you could just stop there, but it's like no phone or no restroom. It's like basically just going to sleep and then going about your business when you're done. So that was very interesting. So you come, so you and you you coming out here driving doubles. What's I mean, I, I I've seen a lot of YouTube videos of 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 doubles and everything, but you actually drove it. What's the what's the ride like? driving a uh a double trailer truck i actually like doubles um i think they turn better in certain instances than just a regular 50 footer 53 footer when you like turn in the corners and then the only thing is it's the dolly the dolly is very heavy so if you don't back up to it and like your setup is wrong you may have to lift the dolly up Physically, and then put it onto the pedal hook. No. And they roll sometimes. What, what are you? What are you? Five, five, two, five, ten. I'm five one. What? Yeah, I'm five one. So that was like one of the things one of my managers like. Well, the dolly is kind of heavy because the dolly is about fifteen hundred pounds. So that must it, have been a nice little workout for you. It it is. Because you have to rock it, and <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's very easy to lose control of, it, especially when you're trying to back in. It has a mind of its own. It'll turn like real quick on you. Now, see, so, I, always, I always wonder why I never did doubles because I always figured that it was too much work for the same money. <laughs> am I am I right or wrong in that? Well, you get more money when you pull doubles. Okay, so what? Double double the CPM? Like, if I'm pulling a single trailer at fifty cent a mile, then I'm pulling the double trailer at about a dollar. What 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 I'm pulling the double trailer at? If you pay by the mile, you are getting good pay doing doubles. Yes. So some people get paid more by the hour. So if you pull a doubles, you get like a dollar more an hour. Some companies, if you're doing mileage, you get top. You get more money on the mile. Okay, okay, okay. So do you still so pulling doubles? Would do you like get paid hourly while you outside setting everything up, or is that's more like a pre-trip and you don't you don't get paid at all? No, so you get paid by the hour. So oh. like, it depends on so if you're a mileage driver, your set is already hooked up because you have to get up and go. But if you get paid by the hour. You do your pre-trip. You connect all that's in your pay time. You're not like off the clock for that. Okay, okay. 
So pulling, so pulling doubles. Uh, what, what, what were you? Regional, local, over the road pulling doubles? No, it was regional. Okay, okay, okay. So how? How was the back? Now I seen I seen one person on a YouTube video that actually backed up a double a double trailer, and he did it seamlessly. But a lot of people tell me that it's not advised to back up a double trailer. It's not like the company I work for; they rather you pull it through and separate it, break it down, not back it up to the dock. Um, what we call that is like cowboying. Okay. Okay. So, now pulling the double trailer, you you did it in the day cab sleeper, and being that you was like what regional, uh, did you do any overnight at the at you know at at a truck stop or something like that with a with a double trailer? What's what's it like? No, it was um day cab, and I was home every night. The one thing I've pulled, like I've had like recently. We went to Vermont and we picked up some tractors. And so we like had double, triple stacked them and we were driving those back. So we okay. had to park those at a truck stop. So you saw so how, okay. How do y'all get them up like that? We actually, so that was, it was very fun to see. So they actually had a boom trailer, a broom tow truck come and lift them up. So they put like this, um, some type of clamp on it to connect to the fifth wheel. So they screw those down and then they use the boom lift to put it on top of the truck and then they take the wheels off. So. I always wondered how did they, how did they, you know, stack the trailers up, I mean, the tractors up like that. Yeah. How, now, now I know the drive, of driving something like that, multiple tractors on the back of your on the back of your tractor, I know that drive different than a trailer, right? Yes. Explain. So you have to also be very, very wary of the clearance because we went out there twice. So the second time they forgot to let the airbags out of the tractors that were on top. So they were literally, I'm watching as the guy in front of me is driving and I see the fairing hit the highway, like the overpass. And then as soon as I see theirs, I hear mine, like, whoa. So they're like, oh, we forgot to um, let the airbags out, release the airbags. I was like, cause the first time we went the same route, it was like, no problems. So the second time was a little train, like you have to take the corners like very slow because what happened was I was getting off the off ramp and I took it a little bit too fast and I heard the trailer like slam, like, okay, didn't think nothing of it. So this is when we we're in Connecticut. So I told me to just stop in Ohio to get fuel. So they check and come to find out I only have two boats holding on the tractor. Ooh. So if I would have slammed the brakes again or if I would have turned real slick, the tractor were going to fall off the truck. Yeah, that, probably wouldn't, that wouldn't have been a pretty sight for you over there. No. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, thank you. For this. All but, right. Yeah. So, uh, so Throughout the so throughout your years uh, driving for the three companies, what made you this? What what made you start? Uh, you know, training other people, and what was your experience with that? Well, at the last company, they uh, trained me to be a driver trainer, and like it was very rigorous, like boot camp training. Like I was fourteen hour days, I like eight weeks just continuously taken apart. Like it was time to have to be able to do a pre-trip on the tractor in less than 12 minutes, hook up the set, everything in like less than 42 minutes. You can only use four explanations, four demonstrations, zero DQs. So it was very rigorous. 
So it's everything's down to a science. But um, being able to teach people, like especially who never had their manual, who never knew how to drive a manual, and have other people like, wow, that person, they, they're doing real good at driving. Like, I'm like, yeah, I taught them that. So it's kind of a rewarding feeling when you see people who are wanting to make a change in their life and they're given opportunity to go and be a truck driver if that's what they want to be. I tell a lot of people, get your CDLs. You can make good money if you don't know what you want to do. You can have enough money if you put enough money aside to open up that business on your own if that's what you want to do. But in the meantime, while you're not doing anything, drive. But there's really no money out here, though. It is money. Like, you'd be surprised if how much money drivers get paid. Like, so it depends on the company you go with. Like, if you go with, um, I know, UPS, their drivers, their top drivers are paid $40 an hour. And they their benefits, they get free benefits. Keyword, top drivers. You reach top pay in three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three years. Top, yeah. top driver. When but you everybody when you, top pay in three years. Yeah. When you tell a new person that that's coming in, they thinking they getting that top driver pay right then and there. How do you, as, as a CDL school now, how do you kind of like roll them in to let them know that you're not going to get that top pay right away. Well, I am realistic with them about what they're going to make and what the other companies are offering them. Like I know that um, Crest sent me something where they're paying like 28 cent for drivers that start out. So yes. What you say? How much? 28 cents, like 28 to 32 cents. Wait, 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 what, what, one more time. How much? 28 to 32 cents. Yeah, that part right there. Next. So I ask the drivers, like who are coming in, ask them, what what are their plans? What do they want to do when they get out? You know, so if it's just drive, you know, I encourage when you don't know, get more endorsements, you know, get these endorsements so you can have more opportunities to do different things that you may not think of right now. And right. then I let them know you can make more money if you have this. So what was what was your experience as a driver trainer at you know at, at one of your at, at the company that you was at? What was your experience with 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 a few people? Uh was it good? Did you have a bad experience? What What was your experience uh, training these uh, good people? Well, I had one experience where I was going over the pre-trip with a driver and he didn't want to hear it because he was older than me. <laughs> he felt there was nothing he could learn from me. So um, I've had those experiences. Um, a lot of people, because I'm female, they like, you can't tell me nothing. But when I show them, I can drive. I, I pull up in my truck. I'm like, I'm good. Got to trust These are the guys that you have to, you know, share your sleeper with <laughs> over here trying to tell you you can't te- teach them nothing. But they just got their CDLs themselves, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so. Was there, so was there anybody that you had to, had to kick to the curve? Yeah, but, you know, at first I try to, you know, Make sure it just ain't me. So I like phone a friend. Like, what do you think about this situation? <laughs> Am I overreacting? Because I don't want to be like, all right, you got to go. So I always get oh, another. Yeah. That's what I would be like. Well, that's what I was like. I mean, you know, US Express asked me to ask me to be a driver trainer, and I went through their little half-ass uh, program. You know, got the you know got the certificate and everything, and I. First guy came out, was a foreign guy, didn't understand a lick of word I was telling him, so he had to go. Second guy <laughs> second guy came out, he thought he was he thought he was Mr. Bit stuff. And you know, I'm over here trying to give him, you know, I'm I'm not teaching you how to drive because you should already 
know how to drive. I'm teaching you the way U.S. Express wants you to drive. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I explained it to him. But that didn't work out. And, of course, he had to go, too. So they was going to set me up. They routed me back to Tunnel Hill. They was like, yo, we got another one for you. I was like, yo, no. But you don't only no, no, I'm 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 good. Thank you. Why you making all this? Yeah, yeah, it's not about the money. Not about the money. I'm not I'm not a people person and yeah, no. <laughs> so um so you you trained a lot of men. Was there any women in the midst of that or uh oh okay oh, there you all right, you back. Uh, was there any women in the midst of 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 all that training? Um, no, I've seen more women now. It was only one other woman trainer that I had encountered, and she was the only one in the whole region, the only uh, African American trainer that was a woman in the whole region, and that was a lot to say. So now, we're like. Now, you know, the millennials here, a lot of people is coming into the uh into the yeah. field. A lot of women is coming into the field. What's your opinion on on females being trained by a male? You you, you know, there's been horror stories of, of males trying to push up on the push up on a woman, make the woman feel uncomfortable and all that other good stuff. But then there's some women trainers out there that's not good trainers either. How do you, in your opinion, how, how do you how do you think they should balance that? Well, I think more women should actually want to be trainers to because there's not enough women trainers because they'll have to go on a waiting list. So a lot of women who don't feel comfortable really going out with a man are like, oh, I gotta wait because there maybe only have a few within a company. So then they're forced to go out in a situation they're already uncomfortable to begin with in the first place. So they need to start having incentivized training, you know, to get the women to actually want to train. And then they actually need to do an audit on their trainers, like do train a trainer, because that's what I do all the time, you know, to make sure that they're um, still up to par just because their standards are one thing. And then do surveys to see how are they actually doing? you know, on the people who come out after them. All and then right. you know, sit down and have a good conversation with them, especially being sensitive to different religions, um, people, women, period. It's just all that cultural diversity. A lot of people don't have these diversity classes or that's not something that they teach in truck driving school, how to be diverse in today's atmosphere and make sure that you are actually responding to everyone's needs on how they needed to be responded to. All right. Oh, reverb. <laughs> All right. So now you decided, you know, you decided to step back a little bit and you see that there was there was a need for uh truck driver training. Uh and you decided to, you know, go at this on your own. Uh you said you said, you know, you was approached by a couple of friends. Y'all must have came brainstormed and uh y'all came up with what uh we decided that drivers aren't trained the way they need to so they're not actually road ready the schools are basically cranking out people who just know the pre-trip and they how to back but it's just a state basic pre-trip so we decided that we wanted to do more in-depth training for them to make sure that we are actually having safe drivers on the road they know what to look for. They know how to be road ready. That's the whole thing behind our school. So we're not trying to crank out 50 people a week. You know, it's more about a quality situation than it is quantity. Gotcha. The name of your school is? A1 CDL Academy. All right. So that's the uh, website, a1cdlnow.com. So if you guys are interested in going over to... Uh, if you're in Indiana, well, is this just limited to Indiana residents or can anybody come to your school? No, anybody can come to our school. Um, we do provide accommodations, but if they're coming from out of state, um, they would need to have their permit 
but they can take the test here in Indiana and the will send back the to the state that they're from that they did pass their CDLs. So what do you CDL Academy? Oops, hold on. To the state. There we go. CDL Now Academy. What, what do you guys offer? And what makes you and what makes you guys different from any other uh schools that might be doing the same thing? Okay, so our school, we offer in-depth training. We teach people um, more than just a basic state pre-trip. We teach them the whole pre-trip. Anything that you'll need to know when you get on the road, we do that. We also want people to not think about just being a truck driver. We want you to think about owning your own truck within a year and owning a couple more trucks a few years after that. And we actually help you do that. Because after you get your license, we actually offer a course on how to actually run loads, like what you should take out for your percentages. So if you get a load from here, say Ohio is 300 miles, well, you gotta think about how much fuel it's gonna take, your insurance, and then you wanna factor in all these things before you can say, I'm gonna pay a driver this amount. A lot of people don't know the calculations. We also work with dispatch, like upstairs from the school, we have our dispatch office, we have our safety managers. So we put you in contact with those people. You can sit with them and see how things go. So you know how to run your business. And we're always here to answer any questions that you may have. So you you go above and beyond just to be in a regular CDL school, you know, just drive around, uh, uh, pre-trip, the skills pad. You, You guys take it one step further. Yes, like I said, because we want you guys to be truck driver entrepreneurs, not just another truck driver. I mean, it's enough money for everybody out here to get it. And that's just what people need to understand. We're here to help them get that. We want you to have a career to be an entrepreneur. This can be your legacy, your generational wealth, the way you step into it for your family. Okay, okay. So I'm coming to your school. Uh, what, what, do, what do I have to do to prepare myself to come to CD, uh, A1 CDL now or well, A1 CDL Academy? You want to make sure you can pass a DOT physical. You don't have any DUIs or DWIs within the last five years. Um, then, like, if you don't have your permit, we can help you get a permit, get your permit. And then we also, like, get your family discuss that. If you have a family, make sure that the time that's going to be away is gonna be something that they can commit to and you can commit to. Um, if you live in Indiana, we offer three different class options. We offer full-time Monday through Friday. That's eight hours, it completes in 20 days. We offer part-time classes. So Monday through Friday, you can come four hours between the hours of 8 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. And it'll take 40 days to complete. We offer Saturday and Sundays. So that'll be eight weekends and that's, uh, eight to 10 hours on Saturdays and Sundays. We also offer online option for the classroom portion. So if you are coming from out of state, you don't have to come down an extra week for the classroom. You can do that at home on your own pace. And then you can just come down, just focus on the driving. Now, let me ask you, what makes you different from offering, oh, that's too much. That's too much. Rebo coming from somewhere. <laughs> can you hear me good? I can hear you. Okay, okay. Um, hold on, right quick. I probably might have to take my headset off because I'm hearing a lot of feedback. Um, so there's people out there offering services just to get their permit, not not the real school, but just the permit. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's your what's your thoughts on that? Because you mentioned that that you guys are able to you know are able to help uh, drivers get their permits as well, but mm-hmm. you know this is like I go in get the get the CDL book, read it, and then just take the test. But now you got people that's actually offering a service uh, just to get their permit. What's what's your thoughts on that? I mean, 
there are a lot of great websites and apps out there that are free that you can actually use to get your permits and your endorsements. I mean, I studied mine on a couple of different websites. They had a test practice test that I could take um, regarding general knowledge and a different endorsements. And I felt those really helped me. But what also helps is what a lot of people don't know is you can study at the BMB. So you have your book, you have your notes. So you go there and say, hey, I want to take my general knowledge test. And then they'll say, all right, Jeff, test station one. You tell them, say, hey, I like to study before I take this test. So you sit in a chair, not at the test station, and you study your notes. Then you put your book in that chair, you go take your test. Then say you pass that test, go back and say, I want to take my airbags test. They'll give you test station number two or whatever. And you can study. So everything is fresh in your mind at that time. Now, when I went, I, they, they didn't tell me that. They pretty much told me that I had to just do it right then and there. But but you can actually study for each, you know, take your time and study for each one at the DMV. Well, yes. I mean, COVID season is in effect now. So that's, is, is that still possible to do? Yeah, because I've had students that didn't have the permits and they had to go up there and I let them know that because you just can't test. You can't have your test booklet at the computer with you. So, but you can have it there. So if you're sitting in your chair, put it in your chair when you're done or leave it at the desk and then come back and get it. So that way it's right there fresh in your mind. The thing is the tests are not timed. You have to take the test before the BNB closes. So if you go there with enough time, you know you got to study in between each test, then do that. But don't go there at like five o'clock, they're closing at six and think that's going to happen. So. Now, if you already passed the test. You don't have to go back and this and retake it over when you go to do the, the air brakes or the doubles and uh, or the combination. No, so they already log it in the computer. Okay. So, so you can go back every day and take a different test. Okay. Even if, yeah. So that means if you pass one, you pretty much don't have to worry about retaking that test. Correct. Okay, okay. All right, so uh, CDL, CD, CD, uh, C, A1 CDL Academy, uh, where is it located at? We're located in Avon, Indiana. We're located off of Rockville Road, uh, 270 right. Gable Drive, yeah. 270 Gable Drive in Avon, Indiana? Yep. And Outside of Indianapolis. What, what, okay, so I, I did in the green room, I did, you know, say that you came together with, uh, with a few people to, you know, put the school together. Whose idea was it? Was it yours or was it somebody else? And then y'all just came together and formed it. And how long did it take to get it, get the to get the ball rolling? No, it was actually a friend of my. Uh, it was a friend. It was my ex boyfriend's brother's idea, actually. So I'm in actually in partnership with them. Um, so they kept asking me in like January, February. I was like. No, I don't want to start no school. You know, I just didn't want to do it. But um, we finally decided we was going to sit down um, in June and we started the process of um, contacting the necessary people and getting all the paperwork and everything we needed. The only thing that we didn't have to do was actually get the trucks because they have a trucking company. So that saved us some money right there. Okay. Okay. So now you said you're linked up with a particular trucking company. Would you care to let us know what that trucking company is? So that, you know, the people. It's uh, Mahant Transportation. Who? Mahant Transportation. Mahant Transportation. Transportation. Yes. Never heard of them. <laughs> oh, they, they've been open for over five years, they have over 100 trucks. They have a lot of big accounts. So they was, keep their people rolling. Was it them that came to you or you going to them? Or did you or did you set out to let all these trucking companies know and say, hey, you know, I'm a I'm a CDL, you know, class A CDL school. Uh I would like to partner with you. Um did you did you guys go that way or they just came, they just came to you? 
Well, they actually are partners in the school. So that's how it came about. That's what I'm saying. They, they came to you for the school? I mean, they came to you to partner with the school or you went yeah. to? Yeah. No, they came to me. Oh. Yeah. So they came to me because they looked at, you know, how we all come together. Like we, for business wise, we're all on the same page when it comes to business. When like our CDOs, like they're the guy I went to Vermont with. So they know my, my hard work and my ethic. And when it comes to our vision for what we want, like we're all on the same page. I couldn't ask for better partners because when it comes to like, if I need a question, I have, I have great support, great teams right there. So like, they're always willing to help whatever I need. Okay. Oh. All right. So what's, what's the registration, the tuition, uh, for, is it broke down for each one? You say you got the, you know, the full time, the part time and the weekend. So is that each individual or is it all the same? What's, what's, what's the, uh, What's the price and how can how can people afford it? No, it's um forty five hundred is a tuition and it's all the same for whether it's weekends, part time or full time. Um so we have people who make we take payment plans because and I'm not gonna say like you have to give me two thousand because you might not have two thousand. My thing is you might have four hundred dollars and then we'll work out the rest, but everything has to be paid before you take your test in the last day of class. Um, we also take the work one grants, the next level grants. We do have financing from a third party and they don't charge you until you actually get a job. You have placement with a company. So what do you do about people? No, me and you, we cool. Can I, can I get the hookup? Can I get the discount? Come on. Come on, Kevin. Can I get the discount? What, what do you do? What, what do you guys do for, you know, the people that come at you, you know, like old friend, you know, hook a brother up. How, how do you handle, how do you handle people like that? Um, You know, I tell them that the hookup is the CDL. I mean, I'm helping you put food in your family, you know, feed your family and get the things that you need. So that is the hookup, the training. So I can't, by law, I can't charge them one price and then charge the state something else because that's fraud. So I can't do that. I'm not going to jeopardize my school or help me going to jail <laughs> for fraud or something for them getting hooked up. All right. All right. L, oh, I'm sorry. A, I keep forgetting the A1 part. Where where the name come from? Um, I thought about it because um, A1 is like, the best, you know, you get A1 steak sauce, just everything like A1. Like, here we go. <laughs> so, we, yeah. everybody. Let everybody uh, shout out your uh, social media, uh, Candice. Uh, A1 CDO now on Facebook. We're a1 CDO now. We are, we got Twitter at CDO now on Facebook. We got Instagram A1 CDO now. So just look us up. We're on WhatsApp at A1 CDO now. <laughs> All right. They're located uh, two step Gable Drive in Avon, Indiana. A uh, new CDL school that just started last year, uh, black owned and operated, you know, female, female uh, owned and operated. How long you been in the industry altogether? About 17 years. 17 years deep. So 17 years of experience. Uh, what, what about your, what, what about your trainers, your, 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 your uh, CDL instructors? What's, what's, what's their background as far as experience goes? Uh, I have one 41 years as a driver. <laughs> um, we have all of them are like over 10 years of experience. So driving uh, and training. So. All right. So you trying to keep it small. What's the class size? Um, our max class size is 12, but I want to keep like at nine. 
Okay, okay, that's what's up. And of course, you say you started operations back in June of 2020 during the during the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. How many? How, how, what's what's some success stories you got for us before you got to get out of here? Oh, I mean, I've had uh, my uh, two females graduate, so I was like, yay! I love seeing girl power, black girl magic. Um, I've had. Three guys, they've graduated and moved on and they got placed at um, different companies because some companies do tuition reimbursement. So I was able to help them with that. So it's it's been good. It's despite the slow coming of things, but it's starting to pick up. And I'm just very grateful that we're here to offer the training and people are receptive to what we have to offer them. So all together... From twenty uh from June twenty twenty all the way up until now, we looking at like what seven, eight months? Yes. Six. Okay. And the success rate so far is like what, ten, give or take? Yeah, everyone who's taking the classes has. Okay, okay. Has there it has there been anybody that's been any issues that haven't passed? No, because like I, I'm very, very anal. <laughs> like I want them to know, I want them to pass. So I actually go through like I'm actually they're taking the test with an examiner. So I make sure that they are well prepared. Now, what about what about people that don't get it? That just don't get it. Then do they get a refund or no? Just don't get what what they went through the course and what they can't pass or just don't get it. They don't get their CDLs. They don't they they just don't get it. They 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 can't get their CDLs. So if if they don't pass the first time, we're not gonna say, Oh no, you can't come. We're gonna see what happens, what part of the test they didn't um, get right. We're gonna go over the whole pre-trip, we're gonna focus on their weak areas until they're strong enough to go back and retest. So we just don't leave you out there. That's what I'm saying. You know, you doing, you know, not doing the testing part, but I'm just saying, like, while they still in school, they just don't get it. And they just be like, yo, I'm done. This is too much for me. I'm done. Do they get their money back or no? Well, they paid for whatever they didn't get. So why would I give them their money back? Oh, okay. That means that's somebody else's spot that could have been in that class. So that's somebody else I had to turn down. I actually wanted to be there. But that's why I asked them, and are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, I actually interviewed the students and I asked, what do you want to do after? And then I have more of a in depth conversation just, all right, I'm just going to take your money, come here. I just want to know reasons why you want to get your seatbelts. Because if you just want to get it to get money, then this may not be for you because the big money that you may see somebody else having, that doesn't always start off in the beginning. You got to work your way up. Thank you. Because that's a lot of things, a, a lot what these people see. Mm-hmm. They they see they they see that this one person is on YouTube showing his nice little three two three thousand dollars gentleman, and this mm-hmm. is you know what, what's your opinion? What's your opinion on on that? Because it's it's heavy in Facebook. A lot of people like to like to show off and all like that. And when new people, new drivers, new you know new students see that. Ain't that sort of like a false sense of hope right there? It is. It gives people a false sense of hope. And then, I mean, we're already having a shortage of truck drivers. So let's not set them up for failure in the beginning, you know, because they're going to leave. If they feel they're not getting the money that everybody else is getting, why? You know, then they're going to jump ship. And the thing is, we need truck drivers. Everybody needs truck drivers to get our basic necessities here. So let's, that's why I don't want to set nobody up for failure. I'm very realistic about the expectations. If they ask me something, I'll tell you. I'm very black and white. There is no gray. So I want them to be successful, be realistic about what's out there. And if we have more people telling them, this is not how it's going to start. Like a lot of these groups out here, there's some people who like, yeah, I make this amount of money. Come here. This is a great company. 
Well, how long did it take you to get to that point? What did you have to do? What are you carrying? Because I might not be carrying the same stuff you're carrying, even though we work for the same company. You might be a reefer driver. You might be doing something else. You know, so you have to be realistic to your friends and to people who are asking questions about getting into being a CDL driver. A one CDL truck or C that damn me. I keep I keep messing <laughs> my bad. A one CDL Academy, everybody. Once again, Candace, thank you for coming on and uh, sharing your experience. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Promoting your company. Uh much success to it. Um thank you. As far as as far as advertising goes, uh, you know, I came across you on Facebook, but what what other what other uh means of getting your company CDL company out there? How how what are you doing as far as getting it out there? Um we do the Facebook, Instagram, uh we do signs, um we got shirts, word of mouth is always great. Um just I have a marketing company on the internet that I work with. I get a lot of calls through them. So I'm out here pushing it. If right. I gotta go door to door, that'll right. be next. <laughs> All right. Well congratulations. Much success to you. I want you to Thank stay you. around. I want you to stay around for a little bit while I close out the show. And uh okay. You say, you know, you take care and uh, much blessings to you. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So hang tight. Well, uh-huh. that's it, everybody, for this segment. Hold on right quick. I'm trying to do something here. There we go. All right, everybody. That's it for this segment of Lockout Men Podcast Show. I do appreciate you guys showing up and showing out. Uh, of course, I didn't get you guys in the in the chat so let me go back and acknowledge some of you guys what's up shane booton d nitty uh tasha Westside. what's going on highway kurt uh the world is mine he asked where the school is located it is located at 270 gabe i mean gabe drive in avon indiana the zip code there is 46123. Emojin, what's going on, my dude? How you feel this evening? Uh, again, world is mine. And Trucker John, step up in the building. I really do appreciate you guys coming in and hanging out with us, uh, with our special guest, Candice, from CDL or A1 CDL Academy. And, of course, you can go to a1 CDL, I mean, CDLnow.com to go and register uh, to get your CDLs if you haven't gotten them yet. Black owned, female, 17 years in the business. She knows what she's doing. So, all right, everybody, that's going to do it. Come back tomorrow for another episode of the Lockout Men podcast around around this time, 8 o'clock, I guess. It, I, I come on when I come on. You know, I'm a truck driver. I got to I gotta work first before I do this. I'm just saying. Uh, share the video if you guys like this type of content or more. Don't forget to share. Share this. Get it out there. And make sure you hit that like button when you come in the building. I really do appreciate it. You guys take it easy. Y'all have a blessed evening. And I will come back at you with another one. Peace. Baby, once I'm gone, I ain't coming back You gon' have to settle with another man When you realize, don't be running back Ain't no sunshine when I'm gone